0: Well, the King season is over as we uh, start this week, and don't forget that coming up tonight in a couple of hours at seven o'clock, Ron and I will be on my YouTube channel if you don't like that, and we'll be talking about the king season. We'll look ahead to the future that's coming up at seven o'clock on if you don't like that. Hell of a series. I mean, it was a hell of a series. I know you don't like the way it ended, but you know, I, I mentioned this and I I believed it in all my heart. You did not want that team with Steph Curry on your floor in a game seven. That's why I thought if the Kings were going to win the series, I thought they had to win it in six. I thought they had to win it in six. They had a hell of a year. There's a lot to build on. But beating Steph Curry in a winner-take-all game is not a recipe for success. Sabonis was, by and large, awful in this series. He got manhandled by Kabon Looney and the Warriors. Can't have that. Can't have a three-time All-Star looking like a a journeyman player out there on the floor. Harrison Barnes was way too inconsistent. Kevin Herter basically was a disappearing act for most of the series. De'Aaron Fox elevated himself to superstar status during this series. Malik Monk, for the most part, was really, really good. I mean, he was responsible for the Kings winning a couple of games. I thought Davion Mitchell had a hell of a playoff series until yesterday, when unexplicably, he only played eight minutes. Would someone please explain that to me? I, I don't understand how Davion Mitchell only played eight minutes unless he was injured and they're not revealing to us that he was hurt. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. But I want to hear from you the day after. If you were at the game, I would love uh, to get your reaction as well. What it was like being there and uh, hit me up. There is nothing more painful than being at a game seven. For your favorite team when they lose, it's the worst. It's the worst. It is the absolute worst. All right, well, let's get the show rolling, and we are going to start with Dorian. Dorian, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you,
3: Grant. I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for what you've done. For you know, you coming out to Sacramento and having your watch parties. You know, it's been a an amazing you know last couple of weeks. You know, I was. It has been. I was fortunate enough to, you know, go to game one, uh, game two, and then uh, last night, game seven, and uh, I I knew by the fourth quarter about the eight-minute mark that, you know, it just wasn't going to happen, and I was probably one of the last people to leave the building inside. I just kind of, like, stood there and just kind of observed other fans and just kind of, like, thought about, you know, what happened in back in 2002. Um, you know, as a kid, kind of going through all these emotions. And I had some similar emotions, you know, I was really sad. I had a lonely, you know, I was one of, again, one of the last few people to leave the building, you know, I went outside and just kind of observed. And, you know, I saw all the reactions from the Warrior fans and the Kings fans and, uh, you know, I had a lonely, you know, bike ride home and just got home and, you know, kind of let it out for a little bit. You know, I'm not, I'm very unemotional person, but, you know, when, and it's just a sport, you know, but, you know, when you love something so much, um, yep it's it's uh, painful it's painful, and I'm just kind of getting emotional right now, but you know it's um I think what this team has done for you know the city and uh you know the unity and uh you know it's it's hard it's you know I'm, i just turned thirty and it's funny it's it's nobody died or anything like that but it's something that you really love and and uh I'm just grateful for the experience i hope that uh there's uh many more years and uh of of success for this team and i just want to say thank you so much for you know everybody here uh for being in my life and uh, i love the kings so thank you grant appreciate it
0: love you that's awesome dorian that right there is what a fan is being all about look listen how emotional he is how much this team means to him you know he went to games one two and seven and think about what this has been like for not only him but you and so many other fans that's awesome man that's awesome it's good stuff right there. All right, let's get to uh, Al. Al, welcome to the show. How are you today?
2: Hey, Nate, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead, buddy. I can hear. You. Oh, hold on. Al, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to echo Dorian, and I I want to thank you for the whole year. You, your, your listen app. Your everybody getting to call you and talk to you in per, you know, over the live over the. Hitting the hand icon, and I'm echoing Dorian. I think you you brought back the good camera from the from the from the old old days, you know. And it was just a heck of a run. Uh, I just can't comment to the game because emotions are kind of raw for the fans, and there's a lot of crazy, you know, talk going on out there. And some folks are, of course, you know, Davion Mitchell. Why didn't he play a lot? But I just wanted to say thank you to you for your efforts and having your daily show and your YouTube conversations with the coach and even hosting the fantasy football uh, round table, which wasn't really your forte, but that's how you roll. You're very, uh, and you're committed to your fans. So, you know, uh, they'll figure it out and they will reload and come back even better next year. Hey, Al, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks very much.
0: Okay. Appreciate you taking the time yeah, to call the care, show man. today. Yep. You too. Let's get to, uh, Connor, Connor. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, helping out on the pregame show yesterday, buddy.
4: So, What's up today? Yeah, just hearing what Dorian said and stuff, I mean, that got tears in my eyes. Just, I don't really want to talk much about the game and everything, but what I do want to talk about is kind of something that happened at the game. When the game was almost over, there's probably three or four minutes left. The fans just all got on their feet and started chanting Sacramento. I mean, what a fan base! When your season is coming to an end and you still you have that much support, nobody left the building. It was awesome. It is. There's
0: just there's nothing like it. There's just nothing like it. They're unique. They're great. Um, there's just it's unbelievable. It really is. It's absolutely unbelievable how the Kings fans are.
4: Yeah, and I thought it was a great season. Obviously, the greatest that I've had in my lifetime, and.
0: For the, sure. future,
4: the future is bright for this team. They have the core pieces to build a contender, and I trust Monty McNair to take care of the rest in the offseason.
0: Well, they better hope De'Aaron Fox doesn't get hurt, and they, they're going to need a legitimate backup point guard to go along with what they have. I think that is very necessary for going into next year because you have to have some insurance that if De'Aaron Fox goes down for a few weeks, you don't collapse. And as good as Davion Mitchell was in this series, he's not a starting point guard. He's a backup point guard and they need a legitimate starting backup point guard.
4: Yeah, I totally agree. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on one of the post game situations. Draymond green said, I mean, he talked a lot and praised the Aaron Fox and like Mike Brown and everything, but he said that he lost his respect for Sabonis. Doesn't your respect go out the window when you're stomping on somebody's ribs? I mean, that was just kind of funny to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's Draymond green. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. So, I did hear his comment. He said the reason why I lost respect is he didn't stick around to shake hands, you know. But um, and I don't like that either. I think it's I think it's really unfortunate that that happened. But I'm not losing sleep over too many things that Draymond Green says.
4: Yeah, and then I know that Kings fans are down and stuff right now, but at least you're not a Bruins or Avalanche fan. I mean, those fan bases must oh, be boy. shocked.
0: That's unbelievable, isn't it? And that's hockey for you. I mean, that is incredible. What happened to the Bruins and the Avs. think about Seattle and what they were able to pull off this year and what their second year of play I mean that's remarkable
4: yeah it's incredible the team that wins the president's trophy the best regular season of all time yeah and the defending champs both go out in seven that's just and that's why there's not much better than hockey playoffs
0: no I got home to watch the uh, third period of the Kings game and that was amazing uh to watch the Oilers, you know, after L.A. had tied that game to get the go ahead goal with what three minutes left. And I thought when Edmonton's goalie made that snafu, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to, to another game. But, you know, the Oilers rallied around that 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 happens occasionally when a goalie, you know, has the the blade of their the the uh, the the underneath of their stick just raises off the ice and they fan on the puck. And that was a gift goal by the Kings, and I'm like, uh-oh, this is not good. But I give the I give the Oilers a lot of props for the way they they regrouped and overcame that.
4: Yeah, that was a freakish goal to give up. And I think I heard that the reports were that his stick was partially broken. He didn't know it until he went to play the puck. So that's just a terrible goal. To oh, I didn't even player. I didn't even hear
0: that. I I was not even aware of that. Very interesting.
4: Yeah, so that sets up Oilers and Knights, which. I think the winner of that series is going to have a good chance to go all the
0: way. I think they will go all the way, and i got to tell you, I don't think that's a good matchup for Vegas. I know they won up the last two meetings. Vegas won it, uh, Edmonton in overtime, but in a really big game, the Oilers just in a couple of weeks ago, they went into Vegas, and they were down one nothing in the first minute, and before you knew it, there were six goals I think scored in the first period, and Edmonton just steamrolled them and they ended up scoring 7 goals in that game. This is a very challenging matchup for Vegas. This is but I I got to tell you Edmonton showed some vulnerabilities and Connor McDavid's got to really get going in this series.
4: Yeah, he sure does. Leon Draisaitl dominated. Their defenseman Evan Bouchard had 10 points in the series and they're starting yep. to get some production from their role guys. So when your two stars are on and you're getting help elsewhere, they're going to be tough to stop.
0: Mark Stone is back for Edmonton after missing most of the year, and he's their captain, and he had an excellent series against Winnipeg. So watch out for him. He's going to be key. Petrangelo is going to be key. You know what, though? You know this, Connor. It really comes down to goaltending. Which goalie is going to have the upper hand is probably the team that's going to win.
4: Yeah, 100%. And our goalie had a decent series, but he got taken out once, and he's a rookie, so you never know what to expect from him.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, it sure is. That's all I got today.
0: See you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
4: All
0: right, if you want to get in on the the calls, we'll get you right up after you raise your hand. Hello, Mike. Hey, Grant. How's it going, buddy? Okay, Mike, thanks for calling.
1: Hey, I just want to say, uh, Kings fans, don't be sad. Failures are part of the journey. It's all right. The the young Warriors, when they were a high seed, lost to the Clippers. I'm not saying we're on the same trajectory as them, we just got to keep our heads uh, on our shoulders, and we just got to bounce back.
0: And, yeah, um, I mean, it was a hell of a year. It was a hell of a year. This team grew up a lot this year. There's no question about that. They did. And I would love to see Sabonis
1: add that foul line jumper to his game, and that would take him to the next level. And, he has uh, to. That's 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 really going to evolve his game and take the team a step further. And I know it's so early – even throw this out there but i like josh hart as the free agent backup point guard thank you grant
0: i do too he'd be perfect good job mike good call josh hart would be unbelievable all right who do you want uh what do you think if you and don't forget ryan and i are going to be coming on at seven o'clock and we'll have our season in review he'd be perfect josh hart yeah that would be i don't know if he's going to be available or not but that would be perfect but king's fans are unbelievable i mean that scene final few minutes of the fourth quarter last night incredible you know dorian calls up he's breaking down on the phone how much this team means to uh, fans and you know being at all the watch parties for the first six games i saw it not that i needed to see it to understand it; I, i understand it fully but these fans are unbelievable they really are hats off to the fans they you deserve this and it's a shame that they couldn't go one step further but the warriors are just a little bit better and i I knew that experience would be key, and I knew that going to a Game 7 was not going to be a recipe for success. You know, I knew it was not going to be a recipe for success. Now, I did not think that the score would be as lopsided as it was in Game 7. I got to be honest, that did surprise me. I thought it would be close, but the Warriors just blew him out in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you something else that surprised me. That third quarter, the free-throw shooting was as bad as anything I've seen in the NBA. In a long time. Now think about that. Steph Curry missed two. Klay Thompson missed two. Wiggins missed them. Draymond. I mean, the Warriors were doing everything in their power to keep Sacramento in the game in that third quarter. And the Kings could not capitalize. That four-point play at the end of the third quarter was huge. That was a bad foul by Davis there. That's a bad foul. That four-point play really was a death knell for the Kings. That was too much to overcome. That was huge. Just absolutely huge. All right, who wants to be next? Hit me up. Raise your hand and we'll do it. Again, for those of you that are just joining us, 7 o'clock tonight over on YouTube, if you don't like that, Ryan and I will have our season ender. Hell of a season. 48 wins. Taking the world champs to seven games. Unfortunately, just lost to a better team. Not a lot better, because I don't I think the Warriors got some vulnerabilities. But you saw what happened when the Warriors absolutely have to win a game. Steph Curry is gonna get you there. He was just uh he was sensational. And on, Looney made Demonte Sabonis look like a journeyman player out on the floor. Tough to win when you're you know really you're I was going to say your best player, but now I, Fox clearly is the best player on that team. But you can't have a series like that from Sabonis. Just can't. Can't have it. Can't have your three-time All-Star be a, a, a non-factor in the playoffs. Can't have it. That reminded me of Chris Webber. That's how Chris used to play a lot in the playoffs. Great regular season, and then the playoffs shows up, and you're like, what the hell happened to Chris? You know, you can't have that. Just plain and simple. Can't have it. Got to be better. Harrison Barnes, inconsistent. Got to be better. And I love Harrison. He's one of he's probably my favorite player on the team. But I don't think he can be your starting small forward next year. Or whether you're playing him at the three or the four, however you want to characterize him. I, I don't think you can have him as a starter next year. I think if you have him on your team, he's coming off the bench. And I think coming off the bench, he could be outstanding. But as a 82-game starter, and again, I love the guy. It pains me to even say this about him. but I don't think he can be your starter next year. And I know Mike Brown loves him, and I get why he loves him. But if you're going to take that next step, all right, the next step, I'm not so sure he should be your starter. All right, let's get to Brian. Hello, Brian. Hey, Grant.
5: Uh, thank you for all you've done this, this season. And I just want to personally thank you because, you know, it's been so many years since we've uh, – Experienced this as Keen's fans, and after what they did to you, this would have been a hard season to enjoy without you involved. And, and as a you know, Keen's fan back to the 90s, you made this so enjoyable. And so, I just want to thank you for all you did and how thank your you. platforms expanded. And this it's been you know, such a fun journey. And when you get older, you realize. The fun of following your team is the journey, and it's just a sad day that it's over, uh, because the journey was so much fun this year. And again, you were a big part of that.
0: Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I was very happy, you know, and I know Ryan enjoyed being on with me on the post-game and halftime shows, and um, you know, it was it was a great learning experience for him. But we thank the fans. The fans were great, and on this show and everything else. And uh, I, I I can't thank you and everyone else enough. So trust me the appreciation goes both
2: ways
5: yeah you know and I think what makes it a little harder just being in the moment as a fan when you jump up to zero you can't help yep. but think wow we're right yep. there you know what I mean yep and for them to win four out of five it's a you know testament to having Steph Curry on your team
0: and especially you know, especially after what you did in game six Kings fans are thinking gee you went in there and blew them out in game six when you thought the Warriors were going to give you their best shot and you're Kings fans, that's a real letdown. When you go in and win game six the way they did, and then you get blown out in game seven, that's a real letdown.
5: Yeah, you know, and he's been fabulous all series. And, I mean, today's not the day to really do the X's and O's, in my opinion. But, you know, second half, very questionable, uh, a few decisions. Obviously, you've already commented. I agree. But but that's another day. Uh, Right now, just, you know, it's sad, you know, we're, you know, May, we're, as a king's fans we haven't talked about the kings in may for quite some time (laughs) and it's like what's next we got a you know quite a few months but boy what a fun what a fun ride and and as someone who's been a fan of darren fox since his uh, his days at kentucky it to see him grow up and turn into what i would label as a superstar was just phenomenal
0: thank you buddy appreciate it take care all right we got more people that want to talk and we get to zach zach welcome to the show zach
1: Hey, Grant, I just wanted to say my thoughts on the season and a couple of, like, things about free agency. So, I mean, overall, I thought it was a pretty solid season. It does suck that we lost in the first round and Fox got injured, which kind of hindered his play a bit. But I would still say that in game five and six, he still played pretty well. I mean, 26 points, I think. He Um. Overall, I mean, you know, it sucks, but, like, I just look at it as like, hey, next year, you know, I'm sure Fox will be even better. Hopefully, Sabonis continues to rise, and then hopefully, Keegan Murray, you know, can continue to blossom. Um, but anyways, so I heard someone mention about Josh Hart. Isn't he more of a two guard, or is he becoming like a combo guard?
0: No, he's a combo guard. I mean, he he can play both. I think he'd be a perfect guy to have on the team. But I don't think he's gonna. I don't think you're gonna be able to get him. I really don't.
1: Um so do you think like Davion should be the primary backup where you think he's kinda
0: no I'll tell you right now about Davion. I think he was outstanding in the playoffs, but as a starting point guard, based on what I saw this year. Oh, as a backup? I'm fine having him as a backup, but but I need more offense from him more consistently uh, on an offensive team. The Kings are an offensive Mm -hmm. team and his defense is great, but unfortunately there were too many games this year where his offense was a liability.
1: So do you see like Monty McNair in the offseason season trying to find a backup point guard that could be more reliable in offense, or do you think they're going to stick with Davion?
0: I think they're making a mistake if they don't add a veteran point guard to this roster. That's my, my take, because if De'Aaron Fox should go down for any period of time, I don't personally believe Davion Mitchell could keep the team afloat the way a seasoned veteran point guard that can run the team. I still think Davion has a role on this team. And we saw that, but I, my opinion, right now, he's not a starting point guard in the NBA. And I would not want him in that role if you lose Fox for three or four or five or six weeks.
1: Okay, that's when you mean stars. I was going to say, like, yeah, you're never going to start. Yes. Dave Fox. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, thanks for your time, Grant.
0: Thank you, Zach. All right. We get to Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Jerry.
6: You know, Grant, uh, you know, up this morning little bit uh, uh, sad uh, you know what Grant you know like I told you many times Grant nobody expected the kings to be here and you know what you know i I would have been happy with the plan. all right uh, you know what the kings you know what uh, they um, um, they had a really fan fantastic season and it's sad that it ended but you know what next year I think it's gonna be bright and I want to thank you, Grant because you know King's basketball is not the same with a uh, grant napier
0: well jerry thank you i appreciate all the shows that you've listened to and we're not going anywhere we're going to be doing a lot of content throughout the summer months but i mean uh, for kings fans the future looks unbelievably bright this the nucleus is young and you had a i thought what the keegan murray just went through in the postseason is going to be invaluable to him and i think now with sabonis murray and fox that's your big three moving forward and you add to that, you got a chance to be in the playoffs for many years to come.
6: And Grant, let me ask you something. Um, uh, I don't know how the Euro league works, but you know, is there any way that maybe Sasha might want to come down next year?
2: Um, or It could be. Uh, yeah. It could then, be. It could happen. You know what? yep.
6: He's a deadly three point. Uh, uh, do you know what position that um, um, Sasha plays?
0: I don't know a lot about him, uh, but I, I, I had heard that they feel that there's a decent chance he will be available next year. There's buyouts you do with teams and everything of that nature. So, you know, we'll see. That's all part of the offseason. And I'll tell you something else, Jerry. You know, the, the, it's nice that we're not going to have to wait and see how the ping, ball, ping pong balls bounce for the first time in 16 freaking years coming up later this month. I don't know how you feel, but I, that thing was getting old to see the Kings in there. So thank God the Kings are not part of the lottery. And,
6: Grant, you know, listening to your show, Grant, for many, many, many years, you know what, that's the thing that we could not wait for the draft. Who's going to do us? Yes. What the king's going to do? And finally, all right, we're in the freaking playoffs. We're not, you know, going to the freaking lottery, Grant. So, you know what? Amen, Jerry. I want to thank you again, Grant. Keep up the good work, bud.
0: Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And we say hello to Waggus, who was at game seven yesterday. Waggus, man, when I got your message, I was so pumped for you that you were there. And I'm sorry that it ended the way it did. But that had to be amazing just being part of that.
7: Yeah, I was lucky enough. I didn't have to mortgage anything. Um, I got <laughs> to take at a reasonable good price. Actually, good seats. Uh, yeah, it was the, good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and it turned out, I mean, when I was there, Grant, I mean, if, uh, I kind of like, you know, looked at the atmosphere. It's probably one of the best atmosphere I've ever been to. Uh, I mean, it was. I mean, it was loud outside, just getting in the arena, and then once I got in, one of the best experiences of my life, and then turned into one of the, you know, one of the worst because in the second half, Kavon Looney happened, and I saw him completely dominate, um, you know, Sabonis completely, and you know, I I think there was a stretch there where he got seven offensive rebounds, and um, you know, I, I mean, he killed him. Yeah, he killed him. See, Steph Curry was gonna do what he's gonna do. And I know he got fifty, but like in the first half, the reason why Warriors were even in the game because of Steph Curry, right? And and one thing, yes. you know, watching him so closely, Grant, is there is such a calmness to him. Like it's like he's not even trying. He's like he's driving to the hoop and he just slowly just rolls it up there. Like it's it's like second nature to him. So it's it's actually a work of art watching him play. I mean, I I was so impressed by the guy. I mean, I, I mean, I was already impressed by him, but see him in person. Um, I maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll I will get to see. I will get to tell my kids. And, and what Steve Kerr said after the game was truly right. He is, I mean, I mean, we're taking him for granted. He is such a special, special player. So.
0: Um, He's one so of the great that, players but, of his generation. Period. There's no even yeah. debate on that. He's one of the great players of his generation
7: yeah i think people get caught up sometimes as far as the greatest ever and you know like same thing happens with michael and kobe and lebron but i think that we should just appreciate their individual greatness and uh and and he's probably not the best point guard ever because that's probably going to be magic but i never got to see magic play and i got to see him and he's right up there so um, again
0: you know it's not debatable i don't really care whether you put him one two three or four but he's one of the greatest players of his generation I don't think that's arguable
7: yeah and you know like what I'll say is I don't know if some of this was hurt or whatever but it just it is what it is so uh, but no yeah. I mean well, I'll I tell you mean, something else about
0: I'll tell you something else about Steph Curry he changed the way the NBA game is played think about yes. that Steph Curry has changed the way the game is played the game is now a three-point game and I put that mostly on the shoulders of Steph Curry and the way he played the game and all teams now try to emulate that, and that's where the game is. And I personally feel that it has hurt the NBA game. I don't think the NBA game is nearly as enjoyable to watch as it used to be because almost every game you only have to look at one category, and that's three-point shooting. And most times the team that has the, the better three-point shooting wins the game, and I, I don't like that personally. I've, I'm not a fan of that, but it's not. I guess it's not going anywhere.
7: So this is what I'll say. Yeah, Steph Curry's a great three-point shooter, but he does a lot more. Grant, he never stops moving. He's so smart. Like once he once he gives the ball yep. up, he'll just go around some screens and get open, and 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 him driving to the hoop is a work of art. So he's oh more boy. than a three-point shooter. But yeah, I mean. No, I know he is. But his three-point
0: yeah. shooting changed the way run. the NBA game has been played. I know he's a lot more than that. But I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. When he came into the league, he he started to change the way the game is played. You know, I was with Peja Stojakovic the other day. And I said to Peja, I said, what do you think it would be like if you came into the league right now? And we both wondered how many threes he would take during the course of a game. Because back when he played, even in the early 2000s, yeah, the three was part of the game, but it wasn't the game. You know, you still had... Shaquille O'Neal, you still had downtown, you still had down low presence, you know, in the way the game was played. You didn't have your centers playing away from the basket. And it would be interesting if you took players of his caliber and even Reggie Miller. Okay. If you had Reggie Miller coming into the league right now as a kid out of UCLA, I mean, he might average 40 points a game, you know?
7: Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and and I was there yesterday, uh, well, I, I saw him from afar, uh-huh. and yeah, I, <laughs> I, oh, and one other thing, so as I was, you know, me and the general were talking, and by the way, Draymond Green uh, argues with the ref after every whistle, whether it's on him yep. or not, and it's funny, though, yep. when we got to the fourth quarter, he was still arguing, and I looked up, and I'm like, man, he's only got two fouls, and he's arguing like he's got five fouls.
0: I know, So. Uh-huh. <laughs> But but that's. Hey, just let no me ask you. How did you yeah. did you? I know the, the the officials had no bearing on the outcome of the game. Were you okay with the game was officiated yesterday? Uh
7: yeah, absolutely. Because you know, King. Yeah, I mean, maybe there could have been a call here and there. Yeah, um, but it was very good. It was good. It was good.
0: Quite, um, yep.
7: um, Looney looked like Dennis Rodman, and Steph Curry yep. looked like Steph Curry out there.
0: And I gotta tell <laughs> you, man, I don't <laughs> see anybody being the Warriors from what I saw.
7: I, I, I don't see are gonna be anybody hell of a, else beating the, the Lake, Warriors.
0: The, yeah. the Lakers are going to be a hell of a test because of the way they're rolling right now. And I do wonder about the attrition on the Warriors. So that, keep an eye on that. But that's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, it's, it's, it's
7: yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah. But obviously I'm sad. But um, I will say the Kings do have a bright future. Um, um, Keegan Murray, uh, he actually played well yesterday. And I think that he's definitely going to be a star in this league. But, you know, obviously but yeah no it was honestly it, it i even though the kings lost i was happy that i got to see steph curry play yep. um at his best yep. so that's probably one yep. of his best games ever right
0: I yeah he's you had many me. of them but i don't i don't know in, under the circumstances i'm not really sure you could pick a better game than that
7: yeah yeah so yeah um now now before and by by the way grant i wanted to thank you it was really nice i mean it was, it was actually a great Week for me, I think I met you twice. Um, yeah, it was fabulous and, uh, having you
0: at the watch parties. Yeah. I really appreciate you making the effort to get down there. It was great talking to you.
7: Yeah, of course. And then I've, I think we'll continue to do it. I also saw you on Fox on Saturday night. It actually reminded yeah. me of you, <laughs> you know, with that suit and everything. I thought, oh, look at Grant, ready to announce a case game, right? <laughs> so I, I didn't see you in a suit in a while,
0: so it was uh, nice. Well, you know what? And, and I uh, what it was what the first did. time. It was the first time I've been in a suit in three years. How about that for you?
7: Well, hopefully, you know, the guy did say at the end that we'll, we'll try to keep up with this story and keep your name out there. So hopefully, um, I guess I'm really, I'm really hoping that you do get another opportunity. And uh, we'd love to see whether it's in hockey, thank you. wherever, right? And and we'll, obviously, we'll definitely continue to follow you. But, and I know that you'll continue to still do that post game and, and we'll always be part oh, yeah. of this community. So
0: yes, I will. Yeah. Waggus, well, so, thank you, right. buddy. It was thank great you, meeting you. you. And Thank you very much for your support. I appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to Brian on Listen Up. Hey, Brian.
5: Hey, Grant. Sorry, I just wanted to tell you this earlier. I want to jump on. Seems fitting. For those who don't know, uh, the 30 for 30 Kings is on YouTube currently. I watched it on Saturday. A friend oh, sent okay. me a link. So I wanted to just share that with the crowd.
0: All right, what's the best way to be able to find it?
5: I will send you a link. I don't recall because I just clicked on it, so I don't, I didn't memorize okay. what to search. But I'll send you a uh, the okay. link to your Twitter.
0: Okay. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you it. All right. Yeah, there's still people that are dying to watch that 30 for 30. I mean, it was outstanding. I thought it was so nice that so many people got a chance to see it the night before Game One of the Kings uh, and the Warriors. I do want to thank the people that came out to the various watch parties, whether it was at Bennett's or Soul Street Midtown, okay, or whether it was at 34 Mexican Cantina. I really appreciate the hospitality, and I appreciate the people that came down, even if it was only for five minutes on their way to the game or back from the game or people that sat there and watched the games with us, and uh, it's just amazing. It was a great experience for me, and I want to thank those of you that made the effort uh, to get down to the watch parties it meant a lot to me. So uh, I just, again, I really appreciate that. It was, I didn't know how they would go. Um, I really didn't. I I w- I wasn't really sure, but it was fun. It was really fun. So thank you very much. Don't forget. And we were also at, um, uh, Deacon Korean barbecue. I don't want to forget about them and the Thomas last Sunday, uh, for that afternoon game. And I enjoyed being down there and that's, You know, Waggis was down there with uh, uh, Cody and his wife were down there and so many others. I hate to mention names. Uh, Thomas was down there and so many others that came down, Preston. It was just great. And again, if I didn't mention your name, it's not because I didn't appreciate you. It's just I can't mention everyone's name. But my point is, it's great now to be able to put the name and the face together when you call this show. So I really appreciate you all uh, coming down there. It was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. And, you know, I met Dorian for the first time after I think game two. Uh, He came down to Soul Street and it was great to spend a couple minutes with him. And uh, I just really enjoyed it. It was fabulous. And I will also, you know, I I have done this in the past, but I want to do it again. So this is all new to me. Okay. And I have needed help along the way. And it's amazing. To me, how many people have reached out to me without me even asking for their help to assist? You know, Justin, who made all the graphics for me that I use to promote my shows. I didn't ask him. He just did it and kept on doing it. And they looked phenomenal. And I can't thank him enough. Max, setting up the, the store on the website. I mean, it was all, uh, incredible uh ryan and i uh met kanan when i asked for help on youtube i said hey i need i need some help and we went out to lunch with him at bennett's in roseville and sat down with him and he had a fascinating story as well by the way i mean you just never know who you're going to meet in life you know and then you we ended up talking gosh i don't know we probably talked 30 minutes about his life and His struggles and where he's at now, and I'm fascinated with people's stories. Like it's it's great to me. So I I just want to say thank you. And if I left your name out, it's only because I'm doing this off the top of my head. But for so many people that helped me through this season, in terms of making our product look better, just the graphics. You know, when I promote the shows on YouTube and uh, on Twitter and. You know, the graphics look so professional and so good. And Justin did that. He did a phenomenal, phenomenal job adding the sponsors logos on the graphics when I was doing watch parties. You know, that means a lot to the, the restaurateurs, the owners. So thank you, man. I, I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, it was it was great. It was absolutely great. All right. If you want to get in on the program. Uh, before we wrap up, because I'm going to be doing a long show with, well, I don't know if I should say long, but uh, if we do this with Ryan, we're going to be doing the show at seven o'clock tonight. We'll have a lot more uh, Kings programming. So, you know, if you're available, we would love to have you uh, join us. Ryan and I will be uh, talking about a lot of things. We'll be taking your questions via the chat line Uh, that is coming up uh, at seven o'clock. Then uh, my podcast tomorrow, we're going down a different road. Uh, it, I just talked about this with Sean. Sean had, uh, an, well, I don't know what what adjective I would use, but rescued dogs that were left for dead in a garage that were chained up. And a lot of people reached out and two of the sponsors on this show, Gold Country Veterinary and Hospital and Foster's and Paws uh, reached out to me and said, you know, I really think there's a lot of interest in this. And I, I said, you know what? I think you're right. I would like to do a podcast and like to have you on my show. And so that's coming up tomorrow. And I got to tell you, I learned a lot from interviewing them. And I talked about that with Sean today. Sean actually has you know, adopted another pet from rescue and now has three dogs uh, in his family. That meant means a lot to him. And so that's coming up on the podcast tomorrow, Wednesday at nine o'clock Pacific. In the morning, I'm going to be on with Larry Kruger on his show. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I've got a lot of interviews that I will be doing live on YouTube. Uh, I'm lining up the guests right now. So I will have a lot of content coming your way in the coming months. All right, we're going to be doing a lot of interviews. We're going to be doing a lot of different things. I'll still be doing the show here on Listen Up. And the content will be coming at you on a regular basis over on YouTube. I'm continuing to build the brand. It's not gonna decline. Okay, it's not gonna go down. It's gonna, we're gonna grow it and grow it. And so for those of you that have reached out and helped me over this past year, I can't thank you enough. And you know, like the people that came down to the watch parties, thank you. I mean, I know Cody's on right now. I don't say this to embarrass him. Cody lives on the peninsula, all right? Like for instance, Friday night, Cody's down there at 34 Mexican Cantina. I go, wow, on a Friday, five o'clock game, how long did it take you to get here? He goes, It took me three hours. I'm just like, wow. You drove three hours to hang out at the watch party in Sacramento. Then he gets in the car and drives back. Last Sunday, you know, I met his wife, who was uh, part of the crowd at Daikon Korean barbecue. Again, driving all the way from the peninsula to hang out with us, man. That's that's loyalty right there. It's also Cody's stupidity. All right. If I <laughs> if I can make fun of you, all right, spending that much time to come hang out with me and the buddies. But no, I really mean that. It was fabulous to have you there. And so many others that this team means so much to them that they're willing to make that type of a uh, sacrifice and drive that long. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> he, he, he was, I think he was at just about every watch party. It's unbelievable to have him there and uh, everyone else. So I want to thank you. Don't forget coming up tonight again at seven o'clock over on my YouTube channel. If you don't like that, uh, we will have our season in review and looking forward to that. And what, what does this team need to do next year? You know, what do they need to do next year to make it to the second round or the third round or even the Western conference finals? Cause I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at next year, Oklahoma city, they're going to be a team to reckon with, okay? They're, don't don't forget about them. They're going to be really good. They're in, they're a team that's and I think Houston's going to be a, a much better team next year. And so there are some other teams that are nipping at the heels of some of these other teams. That you know I don't know about Dallas. They're going to have some big time changes. Don't know about the Mavs, who were a non-playoff team this year. So there there's a lot on the horizon. All right. But the Kings right now are situated pretty darn good to be good for a period of time. So thanks for joining us here on this uh, Listen App show coming up in a couple of hours. Again, we'll be on YouTube. If you don't like that, Ryan will join me and we'll talk more about this King season. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. And I'll be back tomorrow and each and every day this week right here on Listen App. So long, everybody. plus. 18 plus.